podcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. Bandwidth for Green Tech Today is provided by Cashfly at C A C H E F L Y dot com. This is Green Tech Today, the Twit Network's Top 25 Green Tech Innovators series. This episode of Green Tech Today is brought to you by the Eco-Imagination Challenge from GE. GE and its partners are awarding $200 million to ideas that help build the next generation power grid for the 21st century. For more information and to view and comment on ideas, go to ecomagination.com forward slash challenge. Planes, trains, automobiles, and buses. Just about everyone is getting into the clean energy game these days. But buses are a mode of transportation where a clean energy source really makes sense, especially when that source comes from hydrogen fuel cells. AC Transit in Alameda, California, is currently testing a small fleet of hydrogen-powered buses on routes through the East Bay area and hope to show that it's a worthy investment. Come with us and get on the clean energy bus. I'm here at AC Transit with Jamie Levin. He's the director of Alternative Fuels Policy and Marketing. Now, Jamie, why fuel cell buses? Oh, they're they're absolutely an amazing vehicle that provides clean benefits to our community and a better quality of life. They're quiet. They're zero emission out of the tailpipe. They don't have the vibration of a standard vehicle. They're very smooth because they're all electric. And they have the potential to address global warming problems. That's really important in terms of the long run. Yeah, and in terms of the fuel, these are hydrogen fuel cells. So how do you fuel the buses? Well, first of all, we have to make hydrogen. And we're doing that with this new station that we're starting construction here in the background. Part of the hydrogen will actually be made from solar electricity. So we'll take the power of the sun to make hydrogen, which really stores the the energy. Mm -hmm. And then we'll... Uh, fuel these buses and we have storage tanks on the roof that will then operate the fuel cells at the back of the bus that puts out over 120 kilowatts of power to drive these buses up the hills of Oakland and on our regular transit routes. Okay, so the construction site that's behind us is actually going to be a fueling station and how many buses will it be able to handle How much fuel will it be creating? Well, we'll be able to fuel as many as 12 buses, fuel them in sequence, but we can handle more buses by buying more fuel. Some of the the fuel here will be made with solar, Mm -hmm. and uh, other uh, fuel we will purchase as a liquid that will be provided to us by our partner, Lindy. And so our ability to fuel more buses as conveniently as we fuel six or 12 or some smaller number, it's just a matter of buying more fuel. And that's what we do when we fuel diesel buses. We just buy more fuel. Right. For uh, the conversion using solar energy, is all of this coming from natural gas? What's the uh, ultimate source of, of energy? Well, the solar 
the solar hydrogen is made from the sun, so it splits the water molecule, okay. and we'll have here on site an electrolyzer that will split that molecule using the power of the sun, and it will split it into hydrogen and oxygen. That will provide a third of our fuel. The remainder of the fuel, the bulk of the fuel, will come from reforming natural gas with, with water. It's mm -hmm. still not carbon uh, neutral or carbon free, yeah. but compared to diesel buses, these buses uh, using hydrogen from natural gas reformation reduces our carbon emissions by 43%. And then when we ultimately can make all of our fuel with solar and wind and renewables, then we will completely eliminate CO2 emissions. And that's, of course, very important for the, the health of our planet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, moving on from, from fuel, you're building a station here, but is, is one of the benefits or one of the, I guess, the reasons to have fuel cells on buses the part of the infrastructure of you have a central fueling station? Well, it's certainly easier to fuel buses because they're tethered to a central location, so you don't really need a network of stations that, for instance, are certainly necessary for uh, automotive applications. But what's interesting about the station is that we will have two dispensers, one for public access on the street side and the other that we'll use for, for our buses. So we're showing that we can be a part of that distributed network of hydrogen stations. And ultimately, with such a network, fuel cell cars really can be used in the same way that we use regular cars to drive from point A to point B because they can be refueled very quickly within minutes. Right. Well, speaking of driving, you said that these buses are quiet, so can we go for a ride? Absolutely. I'm happy to show you just how great they are. Excellent. Yes. So, here of course we have uh, the entrance that every passenger <laughs> must pass through to pay fares and uh, please come on board. a free ride today. Yes, right. This is good. Can we turn on the bus? Sure. So, the controls are pretty the same than a regular diesel bus. Basically a master switch and a start button, side start ignition switch. And then now it's just going to push the start button, flash and then send in a command to start the bus. Starting right there, you hear a little and that's it. <laughs> now we have to wait like a couple minutes to start a fuel cell, but I can move the bus now, but it's going to run on batteries only until the fuel cell kicks in. Okay. That's like two minutes. As for the batteries for the engine store, it's the cooling system for the batteries 100%. So you can do a lot of stuff with the air pressure of the bus on the air tanks. That's the secondary side, 150 psi. Uh, that's it. So the steady charge of the battery is 92.4%. This is the outside temperature, 70 degrees. This is amazingly quiet. This bus is this bus is moving. I'm not here. I mean, I'm hearing the sound of of motors. Mm -hmm. You know, the wheels moving. Yeah, yeah. That's about it. That's one of the really great features of the vehicle. You can actually hear yourself think, and you can hear. Uh, the you can carry on a conversation with your fellow passengers and that's what I think most people really notice right off more than the fact that there's no emission from the tailpipe right. that there's a clean air uh, uh, benefit to this vehicle so that plus also the smoothness of the ride 
you know, I ride the bus every day to and from uh, work and from my home. And I've had the benefit of occasionally, not always, being able to ride the fuel cell bus. And it really changes the whole equation. It changes the image of what bus transportation, public transit is in, in urban areas. And so we see this uh, evolving in a lot of very positive ways, not just in terms of public health, in terms of global health, but also in terms of, of, of transit as an attractive means of transport, which of course mm-hmm. is important uh, in the overall scheme of getting more people out of cars and onto public transit to yeah, reduce how do you, traffic. How do you make it attract, an yes. attractive option? Exactly. exactly. Um, it, in terms of safety, what considerations are being taken into play here? Um, electric vehicles, there, there's often a chirp or a chime noise that they have that they can make when coming up to an intersection. Um, and I know in San Francisco, for example, there are lots of people who get hit by buses all the time. So is there is what's going into well, it? Well, I, I think two things should be noted. First of all, the buses are very quiet and uh, and we've talked about maybe adding a chime or a bell that would ring to uh, get people's attention. But still, it's a large vehicle, and you, most people really do feel or know or hear or sense that the bus is coming. So it's not a big safety issue for us. Uh, I think we look at it more as a as a image issue than than a safety issue. Uh, the technology of hydrogen and fuel cells, the way the systems are designed, the the characteristics of hydrogen are such that they're actually much safer than what we're already accustomed to with a standard uh, uh, gasoline or diesel vehicle, which is a liquid fuel that can uh, emit fumes, that can hang around for a while, and that are very much subject to uh, potential safety problems. Where hydrogen is very buoyant, and in the open atmosphere, uh, it's virtually gone before uh, you can ignite it. Uh, as long as, you know, in our case, we have we control it under uh, with tanks and, 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 and piping and what have you, and, and so, so we're able to capture its value in the overall system. But it's safe. We've, we've put on over uh, 270,000 miles, actually approaching 300,000 miles of, of travel with these buses. We've carried over 700,000 passengers. We've not had one safety incident whatsoever. Which is good to hear. Um, in terms of getting this program started and uh, getting it to continue, how how are you um, getting it funded? Well, that's a good question because we cannot use standard operating funds that we operate our transit system to pursue uh, advanced technology. And we've had to go out to the federal government, to the state government, to regional uh, sources to get funds that otherwise would not have been available to us. And we've been very successful at that. We've raised now over $81 million to develop this program. And our employees, our customers are very proud of the fact that AC Transit is a leader, a worldwide leader, in pursuing technology which we all believe is not only here and now providing the clean air benefits and the quiet sounds and what have you, but is 
really the future of our industry, the future of uh, making our global environment a much healthier environment, a sustainable uh, source of, of energy and transportation. So we've raised the money from outside sources. We've been very successful at that, and that's what has sustained the the financial requirements for this program. Okay, and looking to the future, um, do you see how do you see the environment shaping up? Um, last night, to put this in a in a I guess a, a timely aspect, the State of the Union address. Yes. President Obama said we need to be putting more resources towards alternative energy sources, fuels, programs. Um, do you think there's actually going to be money out there for the future? Well, I hope so. I mean, realistically, <laughs> these are not the best of times. So we have a large deficit. Uh, we've had huge economic uh, challenges uh, on a global level. But I'm quite honestly encouraged by the need to make investments, which the president spoke about. We can't crawl into a hole. We need to to really pursue innovation in clean technology. He spoke about that. Uh, in fact, his administration has funded over $12 million of, of recent grants to build our solar system, to build a stationary fuel cell system that will be more energy efficient than the grid power that we use now out of standard uh, tra grid transmission mm -hmm. power and certainly a lot more clean than in terms of carbon emissions than grid power. So those, those projects which are part of our, our program here were funded by the federal government. Uh, I'm hoping that there will be money to further expand this program and to establish centers of excellence, yeah. not just here, but in other parts of the country so that you can really start increasing the, the demand uh, of this type of technology in order to bring price down. Yeah, and that's a, that's a crucial point. How much does it take to get, to get one of these buses compared to a diesel bus? Is it's, it substantially more? It is. It's, it's a research vehicle. Uh, th this vehicle was close to six times more expensive than a standard diesel bus. Wow. But look, in, the, in energy, and energy and transportation, it's not like you can say, well, in five years we're going to hit the peak of our oil reserves, and so we, we need to be prepared and start right now. Mm -hmm. It's a 20, 30, 40-year transition period, and we have to plan for that over a, a long period of time. So it's not too soon to be doing this kind of development work, these kinds of demonstrations, and putting capital into this so that as a society, we are ready we are prepared to make that change from what is a non-renewable, non-sustainable uh, uh, form of, of energy and transportation to one that is renewable, sustainable, and cleaner. We're partnering with uh, four of the, the biggest uh, venture capital firms in the clean energy space, three in the U.S., one in Europe. Uh, you know, again, we think that the combination of GE investment and venture capital investment is going to allow us to increase innovation. It's going to allow us to accelerate new ideas. It puts us shoulder to shoulder with some of the smartest tech investors, and we can use the what I would call the industrial clout of GE to bring technologies to this marketplace.
faster. GE announced its challenge at a San Francisco event along with its four venture capital partners. Emerald Technology Ventures, Foundation Capital, Kleiner Perkins Caulfield and Byers, and Rockport Capital Partners have all joined with GE. Ideas from companies and individuals can be entered through the ecoimagination.com website for the next 10 weeks. So check out ecoimagination.com. We're back talking about the hydrogen fuel cell buses for AC Transit. I'm with Doug Byrne. He is the project manager of operations and maintenance for the Zeba Demo Program. Doug, hello. Tell Hi. me about the Zeba Demo Program. Well, it's a joint uh, program with all of the transit agencies in the Bay Area. And together we're all going to operate 12 fuel cell buses in and around the Bay Area. and demonstrate to see the feasibility in the long term of how the technology will work in a fleet application. So let's take a look at the bus. How is this bus different from a normal diesel bus? Well, it is a standard 40-foot bus platform, but it's all-electric drive um, using the fuel cell that provides all the electric power. Um, no uh, engine at all and very quiet. Yeah, so no engine means very quiet. Absolutely. So how does it drive? What do we have powering it? Just it has a 120 kilowatt fuel cell provided by United Technologies Corporation. Can we take a look at it? Absolutely. It's right under under the hood here. <laughs> and there it is. Not uh, not particularly uh, exciting, but it, a big gray box that yeah. provides all the power we need. But that's where all the magic happens. Okay. So in this in here in this gray box instead of a black box. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you have um, hydrogen fuel, hydrogen gas that comes in and then hydrogen what happens? combines with oxygen in the air to produce the electricity that powers the bus. That sounds simple enough. Very simple. Is there, uh, what, is there anything complicated about it? That absolutely. All the controls, the process is very simple, but the controls to manage that process is quite complicated. So, What so. kind of controls do you have to take into account? Uh, the Cooling system, the air, uh, humidity within the stacks, and all of that, which is top secret from UTCs. Okay. <laughs> Proprietary information. Absolutely. That's absolutely fine. Where's the hydrogen stored on the bus? The hydrogen is stored on, on the roof uh, near the center. Um, total of 40 kilograms in eight tanks, uh, up to about 5,000 psi when it's totally full. Wow, so it's under quote, some, some high pressure. Very high pressure about it. Is that a, a danger at all? Well, absolutely, if it's stored at that high pressure, but the tanks have been thoroughly tested and they are certified for highway use. Mm -hmm. um, so there's, they're all perfectly, uh, I don't know how to explain it, but legal, um, <laughs> DOT approved and uh, suitable for road use. Okay. Can I see where you put the hydrogen into the bus? Absolutely. How does it fuel up to go around the corner right here? Right around here. Okay. <clears throat> It's very simple. Um, what we do, what we do is ground the vehicle here, okay. and then we have a fueling nozzle right here where we plug it in. And it's really as simple as that. Once the the service employee plugs in and, and attaches the cable, it's ready to go. And they simply at the station just press a button and off it goes till it's done. What's the purpose of grounding the vehicle? <clears throat> just uh, to dissipate any uh, potential static charge within okay. the wheel. So hydrogen, again, is very flammable. So any potential we want to 
reduce that, and that's what that's for. And since it is an electric vehicle, there's probably a... There's always a potential, there's a potential. for static on any vehicle, so exactly. uh, that's what that's for. So uh, some of the benefits, it seems like it's pretty easy to fuel. Very easy to fuel. Uh, no possibility of spilling. It's a gaseous. Uh, if there was a leak, it's non-toxic, uh, no odor and it dissipates very quickly. But again, it's highly flammable, so you have to take that into consideration. Okay, and the byproduct, where, what kind of emissions are we looking at? Well, out of this vehicle, the only emission is the water, uh, potentially some of the water you see here. Most this of dripping. It, this <laughs> dripping right here, and most of it is dissipated in, in a vapor that you don't see, but this is part of it as well. Some of the vapors dissipated out of the top. So it's really, really simple. That sounds very simple. No, normally we talk about um, efficiency of vehicles, buses mm -hmm. in miles per gallon. Mm -hmm. So what's the gas mileage you get? I, I mean, a, a diesel bus, we're probably looking at what, like four to five miles our fleet, per our gallon? Our fleet average for our diesel bus is about 4.25 miles per gallon. Uh, okay. These are operating at about uh, a diesel gallon equivalent right now of about 6.8 miles per gallon. So it's uh, very good. About 60% better than our diesel fuel. Yeah, it sounds like fuel it. economy. Yeah, it sounds like the fuel economy on this is a pretty good deal. And when you consider that it it's uh, about 4,000 pounds heavier than a standard diesel bus, it's very efficient. So can you can you show me where things are located up on top of the bus? Absolutely. Um, at the very rear, we have the Enerdel lithium-ion battery pack. Okay. It resides right at the very top. And in uh, lithium-ion because of weight considerations? Weight, it's considerably lighter, and uh, the hope is that it's a lot more reliable than other, right. other technologies, and it appears to be so right okay. now. Next, we have the HVAC system that's there. Again, all, electric, all electrically driven. Uh, in, immediately in front of that, uh, we have the eight uh, high-pressure tank system that holds a total of 40 kilograms of mm -hmm. hydrogen on board at 5,000 PSI. And then at the very front, we have the cooling system for the bus, which includes the fuel cell power plant and also the, all the drive system components. So there's a lot of stuff on top of the bus. Absolutely. As opposed to, you know, normally... There's not much on top of the bus. Usually just an HVAC system. Yes. Right. So this is a lot of different. But uh, specifically the fueling system, we want it up there because should there be a leak, hydrogen escapes and goes up there. So right. it keeps it out of the passenger area. So the, the weight of the bus, is that the part of the, the, the fuel cell and the tanks for the hydrogen? And right. All, all the additional equipment uh, to make all of the systems operate, it works out to about... 4,000 pounds more than a standard diesel bus, but uh, keeping in mind our first generation bus was 8,000 pounds heavier, so this iteration is quite a bit uh, lighter in weight. Yeah, and are you uh, collecting information about how these buses perform in order to be able to even uh, improve the next generation? Absolutely. We take detailed information on a regular basis uh, on fuel economy, uh, costs for maintenance, life cycle costs. Mm -hmm. uh, we also uh, share this information directly with NREL, the National Renewable Energy Lab, and they collect our data and then they post it on their website. Oh, so it's actually becoming publicly available all, so that anybody can see. All the statistics here is publicly available. That's good to know. Very good. And all independently done, which is excellent for us. <laughs> now, in working, uh, managing this project, um, how, is this, how, how is this to work with? And, and where do you want to see it go? I love this stuff. Um, 
who would have thought that 10 years ago I would have been doing this in my career here. So uh, it's great stuff. Um, there's nobody that likes a diesel engine more than me. <laughs> But I can see the problems that it has, and this is a technology that moves away from those problems, and I think uh, it's worth exploring. It may not be the end all, but it's certainly uh, a possibility for a solution to our uh, emissions. So I like it. It's fun. It really is fun. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't apologize. That's great. I love it. It's good to have. It's good to have people working on projects like this that are, you know, excited about what they're doing. It's good stuff. It really yeah. is. It really, really is. Well, thank so, you very much. I welcome. appreciate your time. My pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> so, everybody, if you're interested, AC Transit, hop on the bus. Take a ride on a fuel cell vehicle. That's it for this episode of Green Tech Today. Subscribe at twit.tv forward slash GTT and never miss a show. If you have a question or a comment, email us at greentechtoday at twit.tv or you can leave a voicemail at 415-GT-TODAY. <laughs>